a new diverse running magazine, New York City and Chicago updates, and running isn't canceled. Let's talk this week's racing entanglements, and I'm not talking Will and Jada. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Runway Podcast. I am your host, Kim. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the family. If you are a return listener, welcome back. I appreciate you. If you haven't already done so, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts five stars (laughs) and leave a review if you can as well that really helps the show out helps the show to get noticed and climb up those apple charts so first up this week i have it on very good authority that a brand new diverse running magazine is coming out very shortly I'm just going to throw up on the screen a little graphic of the magazine. This is a little exclusive sneak peek. And when I say I'm going to throw something up on the screen, I do have this show on YouTube as well. So if you're listening at home, be sure to head on over to YouTube and check out the visual episode of this show. So up on the screen, this new magazine is going to be a representation of our run culture, brands, stories, and most of all, our journeys. Our goal is to give you an in-depth insight into how we are represented in our run community and culture the right way. Fact, according to the Wall Street Journal, the run community is only made up of 8% of diverse runners. The rest is 92% white. So remember when I said runner's world so white? There you have it. (laughs) I have had the opportunity to preview some articles of the magazine and I have to say it is pretty dope. So what I'm going to do is leave a link to the email sign up in the show notes down below it'll be on uh, the runway website as well you can just click on that link enter in your name and email and you will be notified as soon as the first issue drops so I am very excited about this this is a magazine that is for us by us when I say for us by us I mean for black people by black people so this is going to be something big that is coming out of 2020 On Monday, July 13th, it was officially announced that the Chicago Marathon has been canceled. I don't know what took them so long to announce this cancellation, but I am glad that they finally did because now runners can make their plans accordingly. If you've had travel plans scheduled, you can go ahead and cancel those, modify them, etc., etc. So I'm going to read you what it says on Chicago Marathon's official website so you can get an idea of the options that they are giving to runners. It says, in light of this decision, registered runners for the 2020 event will have the option to receive a refund for their race entry, 
that's good or to defer their place and entry fee for a future edition of the Bank of America Marathon in parentheses 2021-2022 or 2023. The event will provide an update to runners in the coming days with additional information on the options available to them. This also applies if you are registered for the International Chicago 5K. While I think that it is great that they are giving a race refund if you request it, because a lot of races are not even doing that, they're just keeping money and flipping the races over to virtuals. So kudos to Chicago for issuing refunds. Now, they are offering potential deferrals as well, but it is vague as to what year your deferral will be for because it says entry into a future edition but it doesn't say you get to choose which edition now I went over to the frequently asked questions of their website and if you look under entry deferment 21, 22, 23. This is good. It says, if I select to defer my 2020 entry, will I have to pay again when I sign up for the race in 2021, 22, and 23? No, you do not have to pay again to sign up for the race. So that's good. Here's the kicker. If I select to defer my 2020 entry, will I have to indicate the year I'd like to participate in the future? No, by selecting this option, you are indicating your preference only. You will have the opportunity to redeem your 2020 deferred entry during the 2021, 22, or 23 application windows. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that means. It kind of reads that you can pick what year you want to run. But when I read you the New York City options, it seems a little vague these options that Chicago is given. So can I run in whichever year I choose, 21, 22, or 23? Or are you going to tell me what year I can run? I need that written out in these frequently asked questions or somewhere on your website. I wanna know what my options are for this race. On July 15th, New York Roadrunners announced their cancellation options are Chicago and New York in cahoots or what you guys announced the same week two days apart and the options almost sound the same so let me read NYRR's options NYRR is the organization that puts on the New York City Marathon here in New York City I'm registered to run the New York City Marathon in 2020, so I received this email directly from New York Roadrunners, and I'm going to put it up on the screen. So this email says, selecting your resolution option. Log into your dashboard, go into registered events, blah, blah, blah. Your options are, number one, a refund. Number two, complimentary entry for a future marathon with an asterisk. Number three, donate the value of your entry fee to support New York Roadrunners free youth and community programs. Now, I paid $255 for the marathon because I'm, I'm a New York Roadrunners member. If you are a non-member, your fee was $295, I believe. Now, getting to the asterisk, this is the good part. 
If you select complimentary entry for a future marathon, option two, you will participate in a future marathon selection process. They keep saying a future marathon selection process. In 2021, to choose the year for your complimentary entry, either 2021, 22, or 23. You may not be guaranteed your preferred year due to potential limitations to future field sizes. As we work through the planning process with government officials, we will make it a priority to share information as it is determined. Now, Chicago didn't put that asterisk in there, but their notice kind of reads exactly like this without the extra detail. So I'm wondering if Chicago is the same as well we'll have to see but on to new york city <laughs> i did the nine plus one to gain entry into the marathon so if you live in new york city or if you're in the tri-state area or close by you can run nine races put on by new york road runners and volunteer one time and that will get you guaranteed non-complimentary entry into the New York City Marathon. So this is the reason why out-of-state people, this is why so many New York City runners run the New York City Marathon over and over again because we can simply run nine races and volunteer at one race and we get entry into the New York City Marathon. It's a nine plus one program. So if you didn't know, I just gave you a little tidbit. That's why we have so many. So I have four New York City marathons under my belt. And for most of those, I did do the nine plus one to gain entry into the race. Now, I know that I'm a little pissed at these options. <laughs> I know other people are pissed as well. I've been in New York Roadrunners comments on their Facebook page, on their Instagram page. And yes, we understand that these times are unprecedented. This is a global pandemic that we are going through, but a whole lot of us ran the nine plus one program and we paid for those races for each of those nine races. And then we paid for the marathon as well. So I don't know about other people. I have four New York City marathons. I don't really need another one, but I wanted to run the 50th edition of the race. So this was going to be my last New York City marathon. So if I defer and I don't get guaranteed entry into the 50th race, I'm going to be pissed off because that's the only reason why I registered for the race in the first place was because I wanted to run the 50th New York City Marathon. I don't need another New York City Marathon. I already have four. So if I'm not guaranteed entry into the 50th, I don't want to run it. So I'm on the fence whether I am going to request the refund, which it would be really nice to get that $255 back or if I am going to defer because if I don't get 2021 if 2021 even happens because we don't even know if 2021 is going to happen quite honestly so if I don't get 2021 I don't want to run it I don't need another New York City and I know a lot of people are feeling the same way also for charity runners New York again is leaving it up to the charity to give people places for the next entries race and y'all already know how I feel about this I've had issues with my charity for London Marathon getting deferrals. The races are leaving it up to the charities to give up their places for the following year 
for these runners. So if you're finished fundraising, the charity can say, sorry, you need to raise those funds again because that entry was for last year. It doesn't count towards next year. And as a runner, I would be pissed because I only signed up to run for your charity for a place in the race. I didn't sign up with your charity just to raise money, although it's for a good cause. We all know it's for a good cause, but my main goal for raising the money for this race was to run the race, not to raise the money and get nothing out of it in return. So something's got to give. Races need to come together with these charities, give them double the spots, reduce the number of spots that you're giving for lottery entries, for a regular entry. Y'all gotta do something, cause this is not fair to people that have worked hard. To It's hard raising money for charity, y'all. I don't know if anyone's ever done it, but it is hard work. You gotta keep posting, you gotta badger your friends, you gotta badger your family. That's the only way that you can raise money for these charities. Unless you're independently wealthy and you can put the money up yourself. I know I can't do that. I had to badger and post and bother people to raise funds for a charity. So I feel for all of those charity runners. I'm feeling for the charity runners from Boston who are being asked to raise 150% of what they already raised. Listen, the charity game is crazy this year. And this has really got me thinking on what I'm going to do going forward if I'm going to continue to raise money to get into these races when I have no guarantee that I'll even be able to run the races I mean what are we gonna do if you are a frequent listener of the runway podcast you will have heard me say on numerous occasions that racing is canceled for 2020. I've said that so many times and I have stuck to that until very recently because I saw that a past guest of the show, Philip King, actually went to Utah and ran a half marathon this past week. So, you know, I got on my computer, I hit him up and I said, Philip, you know, how was the race? And he's like, do you want me to do a, a video review for it? I said, no, I want you to come on my show and tell everyone what it's like to race during COVID-19. So I had Philip on and I'm gonna let you hear what he had to say about racing during coronavirus. Check it out. Okay, everyone, welcome Philip King back to the Runway Podcast. How are you, Philip? Uh, hot. I just got finished running ten miles, so ten miles in that Arkansas heat. Heat. I don't know why I do it, but I should have just ran at night. <laughs> now you all may remember Philip because he was on episode thirteen of the show. I will link it in the show notes. And um, we talked about his pyramid challenge. So go back and reference that episode to listen to it and hear all about it. But I'm having Philip on the show this time to discuss a recent race that he ran. So you ran the, let me get the name right, the Bryce Canyon Half Marathon, right? Correct, correct. And what state was that in? Uh, Utah. Okay, and how did you hear about, and this is good because this is, you're only the second person that I've seen that's actually ran a race since COVID. So how did you hear about the race? Okay, uh, the last time I was on your show, 
And I guess you asked me like what races I had coming up. Mm-hmm. And I guess I mentioned, cause I had got an email to pace a race out of Utah, but it's for like in the fall. So after that episode, uh, Shawana White hit me up and she was like, hey, what race are you running out in Utah? And I was like, uh, Utah? I was like, I ain't running a race in Utah, but I got a 10 miler that I'm gonna do in Missouri. And she was like, oh, what's the date? And I gave her the date and she was like, oh, she won't be able to do it because she's doing a half marathon on the same weekend in Utah. And I was like, wait a minute, a half marathon? Uh, what's the name of the race? She gave me the name of the race. I looked it up and I was like, dang. I didn't know what kind of shape I was in. So I was like, I go out and do a couple speed workouts, see where I'm at, and then I might go ahead and sign up. So you heard about this race and you didn't tell anybody else about it. You just went. That's how I roll, man. <laughs> like, it ain't no planning. It's just going to do it or you ain't going to do it. Listen, you know we out here chasing states. So if you get the lowdown on the race, you got to let the people, well, let me know. You ain't got to let everybody else know, but at least let me know about it. Shoot. Okay. How was your travel experience getting to the race? A lot of people, you know, want to know how what it's like to travel during COVID. Okay. For me, like, the first thing I want to do is find a direct flight to, uh, to where I was going and it really wasn't no airport close to Bryce Canyon so for me it would have been to either fly to Salt Lake or fly to Vegas and then drive the rest of the way. Salt Lake it would have been a shorter drive but it's I can't find a direct flight out of, out of Arkansas to Salt Lake City so for me it was flying directly to Vegas and then once I got to Vegas I was gonna rent a car and drive to, uh, to Utah. And how long so, was that drive from Vegas? I thought it was like a three hour drive but wow. It actually was a little bit more than that. So when I got to Vegas, I got to Vegas like Thursday night. And at that time, I really didn't know if I was going to drive that night or wait till in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Vegas airport, I, I looked up hotels and I found like a Flamingo had a special going for like $30. And I know where the Flamingo is at and it's right close to Wahlburgers. Mm-hmm. So I was hungry. I wanted a Wahlburgers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm going to stay at this Flamingo, give me some sleep, go to Wahlburger, get up in the morning, hit the Nike outlet, and then go to Utah. Now, I flew recently, and I'm going to release a whole video about my experience, but what airlines did you take to get out there? I flew on uh, Allegiant Airways. Like, it's a small airway, but they kind of big out in Vegas. They actually named the stadium, the football stadium. They got the naming rights to the football stadium out there in Vegas. So how was, was it like a, a three and a two, a three and a three? Uh, It was three and three, but. Was the middle seat open? Uh, Nah, not all the way. Where I was sitting at, it was open. But some people, I guess they, I guess they booked their flights together, they sat together. But on my road going, the uh, the middle seat was open. It was the flight probably was like I'd say about seventy five percent full. I mean, you had to have a mask on to get on the plane. They gave out like gloves or whatever. It was crazy because I went on the plane. It's nine thirty at night. I got on shades. Once we got in the air, I put my headphones on. I put my little night cap uh, blinders on. Like I wasn't taking no chances. Now, did they have any, like, did they serve any snacks or anything like that? They did, but I, I didn't. I went to sleep. Yeah. See, when I flew, they served snacks, and I took it, but I didn't eat it because I didn't want to take my mask off on the flight. Yeah. But I took yeah, the me. snacks and ate them later. 
I was asleep. Like when she came, I was knocked out. <laughs> so you drove from Vegas to Utah. Did they have like I know they didn't have an expo. How did they do like big big pickup? Okay, the big pickup was uh at this park. And just so happened my hotel was like right around the corner from where they were doing big pickup. Now me, I'm last minute, so I flew out there and hadn't even signed up for the drink. Oh so my god. I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said that before that you sign up last minute, but how do you go to an out of state race and not sign up? Who does that? Uh, me. Crazy people. <laughs> All right, because when I went to, when I finally said, okay, I'm gonna do it, and I went online, online registration was closed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like you can sign up today, uh, packet pickup. So I was like, All right, bet it ain't sold out. Because if it was sold out, it would have said sold out. Mm-hmm. So when I got there and go to sign up, and she said the race sold out. <gasps> So I'm like, what? She like, yeah, it sold out. She said, we might have a couple spots. Uh, if people don't show later on, we, you can check back. Wow. I'm like, dang. So I turned, <laughs> and then I turned back around. I told her, I said, lady, I have come way too far to get out here to not run this race. And she was like, and I told her where I was from. And she was like, we're going to get you in the race. Don't worry about it. She was like, about 8.30, we're going to start calling people that hadn't picked up their packets. So she was like, hit me back at like nine o'clock and I'll get you in this race. So I was like, all right, cool. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I go back to my hotel, I give me something to eat. And I guess it's about eight o'clock. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a shakeout run, run back down there, see what's what. So I did my shakeout run. Like I say, the place where they were doing packet pickups was in a park and it was maybe like a half mile away. So I ran there. And when I went, the lady was like, uh, we got a waiting list of whatever. And I was like, no, nah, I already signed the waiting list. So then the lady that saw me earlier, she said, uh, she called my name and she was like, okay, we got you. I'm working on you next. So at that point, I knew I was in the race. And there was so, a couple other people that was trying to sign up the last minute too. Mm-hmm. But they were probably locals. They didn't fly from Arkansas to Utah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was people from Utah, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so you picked up your bib. Now, I looked up the total number of finishers. There were 633. So how was the start? Were there corrals? Did X amount of people start at a time? How did that work? Uh, at the start, at the start, they was like, you know, it's a chip time race, so everybody don't have to go at once. They were like, unless you're trying to get one of the top five finishers, which paid money, they was like, yeah, all the rest of the stuff is gonna go off chip time. So it don't matter if you store it now or if you wait 30 minutes and go store it. You know, so some people got up there and stored it right behind the, the faster athletes, other people, they kind of spread it out. Mm-hmm. Now, how was the course? Were there water stations? How did that work? Now that's the part I didn't like. The course, man, the course is a fast course because it's a point to point and it's a downhill race. The problem is, it's at altitude. And if you ain't trained at altitude, you're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. So it started at like, I don't know, seven, 7,400 feet. And then it finished around 6,000. Wow. So it, yeah, so it, it, it's, 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 it's a race. If you do it, you gotta be ready to put it altitude. And it really ain't no substitute. I, I see people post all the time about running in the humidity is like a, poor man's train altitude training that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie either you train at altitude and you can your body adjust to it or you don't mm-hmm. the race started out that high so 
my plan was to just take it easy the first two miles and then once the downhill start, just try to run as many people down as I can. And so when I'm coming up on the first water stop, this one you really kind of notice difference in the race. It's like the people are at the water tables, but they not out. You know how they normally got the cup on their hand, handing mm-hmm. it to you, whatnot. Mm-hmm. They not doing that. It's like they got all those cups on the table, and you got to grab a cup yourself and try to get one and go. And if you run at that sub six minute pace, grabbing a cup off a table is not easy. Yeah. So I was like, wow, they're not gonna hand us the cup. So <laughs> spoil fast people. So my thing was, I was trying to grab the last cup off the table and just kind of pluck it off and mm-hmm. keep going. But I didn't, that's the only thing. It took me a while to get back in gear, I mean, from hitting the water stop. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting when it came to water. I, I mean, I, I think I thought that there wouldn't be water stations at races. I don't know. I thought maybe we would carry our own stuff. Like, I didn't expect there to be water stations at races right now. Yeah, this was a this was a half marathon, so they had like six water tables set up. Yeah. So it was like six water stations. So how was it at the finish? Did they have uh, like a festival? Or, uh, what what was going on? Okay, it finished at a park, and it was kind of like like your normal uh, post race, like except for like when you finish. They had the different little stations that had the water in the uh, coolers or whatever. You grab your stuff out. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have people handing it out. So you get your own stuff out. And then people in Utah, man, they're not tripping. Like, <laughs> they ain't on their mask stuff. They not I was, really. I was just going to ask you that. So the staff didn't have masks on? The, the staff, the people that worked the race, they did have masks on. Uh, I had a mask in my uh, drop bag. So when I finished, I went and got my my uh, check bag, and then I had my mask on. But most people, they didn't have their mask on. So you finished first in your division? Yeah, man. I actually wanted to go out there and win some money, man. Like I know. Top I, saw, five spots I saw there was a $3,000 purse altogether. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I could go out and win money, because like, based off the times they had last year, I should have been able to finish top, you know, third or fourth, I was thinking. It was some fast times out there, but I knew where I was at in training, so I figured I could go out there and get third. And if don't <laughs> nobody show up, I might be able to win it or get second. So when I get out there, like right after I signed up, there was a guy signing up behind me, and he asked me, he was like, hey, what kind of time are you trying to run tomorrow? And I'm just talking. I'm like, oh, I just want to break an hour and 20 minutes. He was like, okay, okay. I'm trying to run under 115. I was like, okay. And so... He was sizing like, you up. Yeah, he was sizing me up. So I was like, okay, good. And then uh, at the start line, though, I'm seeing people out there that got the elite shirts on, the Rabbit Elite team, uh, Utah running elites. I'm seeing, like, college teams. I mean, I'm seeing, like, high school cross-country guys. And I'm like, dang, it's going to be some fast people out here today. So I'm talking to one guy that got the alpha flies on. And I'm knowing he got them one or two ways. Either he just recently <laughs> got them or he got them at the Olympic trial. So I asked him, I said, man, how long you had your uh, your alpha flies? And he's like, oh, I got them at the Olympic trial. And I'm like, okay, you ran the Olympic trials? He's like, yeah. So I'm knowing this guy fast. If he, if he, if he qualified to run the Olympic trials, he's going to fly. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, he didn't even win. He, he said he finished uh, 52nd at the Olympic trial. 
and he finished, I think, second or third at this rate. So it was some fast people there. Yeah. So what's your overall take on uh, running during COVID? Like, do you recommend it? Do you think people should wait it out a little bit longer? What are you thinking? Mm, it just depends on where you at. Like, I looked up Utah, and I looked up they, uh, they, they coronavirus rate, and it was similar to what it was here in Little Rock. So... I go to work, I, I work on the front line, so I'm at work every day, and one of my friends was like, cause I was like, I was going back and forth on it. And she was like, man, you go to work, you work on the front line, I mean, you pour, you probably more likely to catch it at work than you are going out and doing this race. So I was like, yeah, you probably right. So, I mean, it just, I did it cause I hadn't traveled nowhere really this year. I got to go to Miami early in the year, but I was ready to go somewhere. Plus I had been, I did the little pyramid, so I felt like I was in some good shape, and I just wanted to see what I could do. So, yeah. at the end of the day, I just went for it. Speaking of the pyramid, <laughs> look, I'm seeing all all of y'all listening and watching this at home. Y'all are doing Phillips Pyramid Challenge, the King's Pyramid, and y'all are not giving him his credit. He created the Pyramid Challenge, so I need everyone at home to hashtag King's Pyramid on your pyramid challenges. This is the creator. Give the man his credit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I send him a message every time I see someone doing his challenge and I don't see his name on it. Give the man his credit, people. Yes, Kim is the challenge police officer. Every time yes. she sees somebody do it, she sent me a message and said, hey, look at this person. They're doing your challenge. And people are even, they're using your drawing too. And like, I'm like, give the man his credit. I think it's cool though, cause a lot of a lot of them people I don't even know, so I don't even know how they found out about it. So. Oh, I see a, a bunch of my friends doing it. I'm like, wow, this is really making the rounds. Give yeah. the man his credit, people. <laughs> people bored. People bored. Yeah. But yeah, so overall the race was like it was pretty much normal except for the the uh, water stations and then kind of the store was kind of stagnant. So other than that, it was the same old same. You get finished, you'd be like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and then about an hour later, you like, okay, I could have went faster. Always. Yep. All right, so I want to thank you for giving us this uh, race recap so people can kind of see what to expect if they want to race during COVID. And hopefully the next time you do one, let us just know. All right, I'll hit you up. I'll let you know yeah, since you're chasing states. Yeah, because we don't know what races are happening or not. I, I'm not signing up for anything. I'm like you. I'm not going to wait until I get there to sign up, but it's going to be like one or two weeks out before I sign up for anything. Yeah, look at look at some of the places like in the Midwest, you know, Utah, Nevada, I mean, Idaho. Places got low numbers. Those going to be the places that's probably going to have races. Yeah. All right. Thank you again, Philip, for being on the Runway Podcast. Maybe we'll see Peace. You. Maybe we'll see you next month again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I want to thank Philip King for being on the show once again. Um, I hope you guys got a good perspective on what it's like to raise during COVID in 2020. I know he gave me like a little light bulb went off in my head and I said, hmm, is it possible to 
do a smaller raise here or there this year safely during COVID. So I think, you know, I may look into it. <laughs> I know I said racing was canceled, but he just kind of made me want to rethink that sentiment. But we'll see. I'm not jumping into anything right now. But you never know. There are like five months left in a year. So we, we have a little bit of time to think about it and maybe get one in under our belt. So that's it for this episode of the Runway Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And I will see you on the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe to The Runway on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It would really help me out. If you are a runner that has a story to tell and you would like to be on the show, you can email hello at therunwave.com or send us a DM on Instagram to The Runway. See you next time. Yeah.